Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of That Podcast. My name is Ryan Janke, and as always, I'm joined by Sarah DeYoung, Dana Mashevsky, Pastor DJ Lura, and a terrible microphone stand. <laughs> yeah, mine's sliding around, thing? too. I don't know what's going on. Well, you know, it's Hello? it's thawing outside, and so Ooh. it's like whatever was keeping these things frozen solid has melted yeah, away. So That's true. To be tightened. They were never They're actually like locked fully in loosen it. You would need a pliers to tighten this thing yeah, anymore. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Maybe you need to fully loosen it, adjust it, then fully tighten it. Redo it? I don't know. Have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, whatever. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Did you unplug it for 30 seconds? <laughs> nope. You take it and then you like blow the dust off of it. You know, or I didn't... you can call the tech guy and then annoy him with your stupid questions. <laughs> this is crazy. Well, whatever. It'll, so it'll work. I, I, had, I shared this experience that I had with Sarah before coming in. This is we're, we're podcasting pretty much right after lunch, and I went and got... Uh, a slice of pizza from Casey's. You guys ever gotten Casey's pizza? Oh, are yes. you kidding? That's the best second breakfast be- pizza. Well, the best breakfast pizza. Yes. Oh, man, that's good. I feel bad about saying that because Pizza Patrol breakfast pizza is phenomenal. Uh, that's though. Mm. Casey's breakfast pizza is delicious and reliable. Yeah, it's always that's, there. That's true. That is true. You can for go those, to any Casey's. It'll mm-hmm. always be good. Mm-hmm. Yep. For, for those of you who aren't in the Midwest, uh, Casey's is basically legion around here. It's gas stations and convenience stores. It's kind of like on the on the uh, East Coast, they're called Wawa's um, or um, Sheets is another name. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but here it's here it's, it's Casey's. It's second only to holiday stations. Casey's reminds me of... of um, uh, a little bit like Starbucks back in the yeah. day when like there was a Starbucks on on the s- one s- street corner uh-huh. and then one right across the street, mm-hmm. another one. Yeah. Well, it's That's funny because like Casey's just bought up a bunch of other yeah. like gas stations, they so did. then they used to be farther apart. But then when one company owns something, you're like, look, there's yep. Casey's. Another one. There's <laughs> well, one way down there. <laughs> I still call the the stations that were stop and go. Yeah. Are still stop and go to me. You still yeah. you know which ones they are. Yeah. I do only because my grandpa used to mow. All of their properties, so I know where all of them really? are. Really? Yeah. Uh, I nice. found twenty bucks in the grass once. Ah, it's a good day. It's a great day. Yeah, you should have turned it in. Well, there's a whole story about that twenty bucks <laughs> that <laughs> somebody is probably coming and asking for that. Have you seen my twenty dollars? No, this. My grandma thinks it was actually my grandpa that dropped it. <laughs> oh, that's great. Engaging the granddaughter. That's funny. Well, because I used to, like, how they would get me to do things was, like, okay. Hiding money in lawns? No, like, I had to go, I would go, like, pick up the trash so that oh. he didn't drive over it. Well, I had to do it one day on my birthday, and I oh. was real mad about it. And so that was the day I found 20 bucks. And my mom, like, years after he died, was like, I think grandpa might have done that for you. <laughs> like, that's funny. You so feel better. And I was like. What? <laughs> like my whole life changed. I was like, no, I just. I Dana's I been going. I'm so lucky. I found I twenty bucks found one time. Bucks no, this is the most crisp twenty dollar bill I've ever found. <laughs> it was the one on Thirteenth, by uh, the the, uh, main, the mall, the main one, or the one that used to be the ground round. Well, no, that's no, a case. The one over by. Uh, oh yeah, okay. It was a stop and go, right? By the by the smoke. Oh yeah, oh. by the smoke shop there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that one. Yep. And so, like, that one always had the most trash. So, like, nobody questioned the $20. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. the reason the reason I bring it up is because I, like, I don't know if this ever happens to you guys, but I thought at some point I would become mature enough that when I eat something, I don't spill on myself and oh. I don't no. burn my mm-hmm. mouth. But Casey's Pizza, I got it at noon, 
right out of the out of the oven. I took one bite and down the front of my shirt was yep. a bunch of red sauce, and my tongue right now is on fire. Did you burn the roof of your mouth? Yes. Yeah, so if right. I start talking yeah. like this as it's going on, it's because my tongue's gone completely numb. So, no. so the no. bon- the bonus no. of that no is that you had a snack later. Uh, that's terrible. That's horrible. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. I had pizza yesterday in here. It was hilarious because everybody's like, man, that pizza smells so good. Right? Am I am I telling the truth? Yeah. Everybody was like, wow, it smells all the way down the hallway. That smells so good. That oh, that pizza smells delicious. It was a dollar ninety nine Totinos from Hornbach. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Ryan, I'm convinced, and I would love to hear if more people are doing this. I am convinced that the two people that I know keeping party pizzas in business are you and my roommate and friend Jill. Could be. <laughs> also me, because I also just buy like a stack of them. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why they put them in the snack aisle. And I because forget I, meant to be I forget every time I walk up and down the frozen aisle in the looking and at the he pizza. He starts to just slowly cry. Like, yeah, just like, they got what? rid of it. I know they're here. So I bought 60 of them one time. Have you ever put really? one in the air fryer? Mm-hmm. No, I don't have one. That's apparently superior. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't have one. an air fryer. So what is what is better um, from the grocery store? Getting Totino's or White Castle? I don't get White mm-hmm. Castle from the... You from only the, get it from the legit mm-hmm. uh, White Castle. Yep. From the castle. The from, castle. <laughs> from the castle itself, yep. Because yeah. you can uh, buy like 50 of those for two bucks. Yeah, you can get a lot of them. You can get a... a Why ba- would you want to? You can get a box of 100 <laughs> at the at the, at the, the restaurant. Hey, people who love them, love them. I know, yeah. but... Do you ever sometimes think, you know what, I would love to eat 100 little cheeseburgers <laughs> and then be hungry 25 minutes later? No, you wouldn't be. But you'd have some serious onion breath. I can tell you that right now. But it's kind of like the logic. Why would I buy a steaming hot slice of pizza that I know is going to burn my mouth and think this time I'm going to be able to do it? And what happens? I burn my mouth. Well, it's because I I would do the same thing because I'm not waiting to eat this. (laughs) I bought it now. I'm eating it now. I don't care if it's molten lava. Sarah made a good point that with that pizza, it tastes better right out, but you're probably better suited to let it wait a little bit and coagulate a bit so you don't yeah, like. I don't have that. Because if like you eat it for lunch, you you're having a piece for it. snack. I don't, I don't have that kind of patience. <laughs> can you taste it if you burn all your taste buds? Sure, you can. You can you? Yeah, because you're, you're, yeah. It's the idea of it. Yeah, you get the essence of the the smell. He's holding on to the smell. Can't taste anything, but I can smell it. Yep. So, (laughs) all right, all right. So we're changing gears. We got questions. Well, with that, let's go to the let's go to the let's go to the last question, and then we'll we'll go to the more serious ones because I want to hear the answer. Oh, you want to you want to do the the last one first? Yeah. Well, we're already in that. Can we? Uh, Well, yeah, you're in charge. You got to give some intro though where where are these questions from well we have a special name for this episode yes this episode is called the what the tatasode the tatasode <laughs> because we are going to cover all of the questions from the tot of jod the notorious <laughs> t-o t-o-g you like merged job and god the tot of job jesus and god jod 
Did I say Jod? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, I meant the Todd of God. Yeah, the TOG. <laughs> that was very much like a GIF GIF moment. Yeah. Yep. Well, it was because I was going to go to the TOG after that, the notorious TOG. Yeah. So the Todd of God or the notorious TOG. <laughs> you down with TOG. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's got a slug of questions for us. Yeah, he's got really good. But ones. you want to go to the last one first? Well, you know what? We'll we'll tease it. We need to get to, we need to do the last one before we're done. We have to get to even the if la- we okay. don't get through the it other ones. It needs to be in this episode. It yeah. has to be one hundred percent. Okay, so just because we'll, I'm dying to know the answer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I thought there was only one answer. Well, apparently there is, but I want to hear the consensus on that one. <laughs> All right. Well, stick around because this is a controversial question that we'll get to. At the end of this episode. Sarah's the only one that doesn't know what the question is. I heard a little bit of it. She can wait like everybody else. (laughs) The anticipation is killing me. Okay, here we go. What happened to Lazarus's soul for the four days he was dead? It seems unlikely he would have descended into hell as the story of the rich man and the beggar, Lazarus, Jesus says that sending someone back from the dead to to the rich man's brothers, it would be no good because they have Moses and the prophets. Would he have ascended to heaven? After four days, it would, it would be tough to return to earth. Was his soul trapped in his body? Being familiar with feeling trapped in an immovable body, I can say it is a terrifying experience. And if his soul did indeed remain in his body, is this where the Catholics get the idea of purgatory? So we got to break that one down piece by piece, we bit do. by bit. What happened to his soul for the four days he was dead? <laughs> what happened to the soul for the four days that he was dead? What do you guys think? Have you ever thought, like, like just kind of pondered this a little bit? Like, no. 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 <laughs> Never. <laughs> I do. No. I am excited to talk about this, though, because one of my favorite Bible verses comes from the Lazarus story where it's just, Two words. He stinketh. He stinketh. <laughs> Just a great little bit from from the the KG, King James. Yep. He stinketh. Yeah. Yeah. Lazarus out of the tomb. Just, just an honest that? moment. Yeah. Well, I'm, and and that's important to think. So, like, okay, four days. What happens to a dead body in four days? Now, those of us who live in the 21st century in the United States, unless you grew up on a farm probably haven't experienced death in a way, in a visceral way that you can connect with because we have this whole sanitized way of living when death mm-hmm. comes near Yeah, for about the last hundred years. I mean, someone gets sick, they're in the hospital. If they die in the hospital, the family steps out of the room. Um, they, family says their goodbyes, steps out of the room. The remains are then uh, uh, respectfully handled and stored. They they usually end up going down into the basement of the hospital, uh, where where the remains are then prepared for um, a funeral home to come and, and pick them up, and then they're taken to a funeral home. So the family doesn't see the remains really in any um, meaningful way mm-hmm. for at least 24, 48 hours, 72 hours when they can go to the, the funeral home. And by mm-hmm. that point, the embalming process has already been been put into place mm-hmm. in order to preserve the remains so that they don't stinketh. Mm-hmm. Because within three days, there is going to be the stench of a decaying body. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I say if you, you know, if you grew up on a farm, you're more likely to have experienced that because of, you know, Animals come and go, and yep. you know sometimes you don't notice them until yep. something smells. Right. Um, 
So you get that line, the favorite line, he stinketh. Okay. Mm-hmm. We think of that in terms of time. Okay. We're seeing decay happen. Mm-hmm. It takes 96 mm-hmm. hours or so. Is that the way time works in the spiritual realm of things? No. Well, why why can you say that, though? It's omnipotent. Well, okay. <laughs> All-powerful. Um <laughs> My the point being is that there are only so much there's only so much that we can process and experience in reality. We only have the four dimensions. When you start talking about things outside of those four dimensions, mm-hmm. well, one of those four dimensions is time. Mm-hmm. And if you're outside of time, then how do you comprehend time? Sure. Are you following what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Um, four days. Go on and, and say uh, and mention some of his his uh, assumptions. Well, he um, he says it seems unlikely he would would have descended into hell. Okay, let's stop right there. Okay, so part of what is is being expressed in the question, and this is the way we all think, mm-hmm. um, is is actually Greek philosophy more so than a, a biblical understanding of the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Old Testament and New Testament have a bit of that Greek stuff mixed in there, the nomenclature. I mean, what direction is heaven? It's up, right? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. direction is hell? It's down. But the, new, the, the Old Testament and New Testament actually speak of it a little differently. Hell is, in the Old Testament, under the ground. Okay? Okay. And heaven is beyond the sky. Sure. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's not up and down per se. That's more, that's Platonism. Okay. More than it is what the Bible is saying. So it, it doesn't sound like he would have descended into hell. Well, it depends on what you mean by hell. Because in the Old Testament, the cosmology of the afterlife is bigger than we usually assume. Now, if you're, if you know, you understand that the afterlife is. There's heaven, and that's where that's where people who are saved go, and there's hell, and that's where the ungodly and the evil go. Mm-hmm. I, I got no bones to pick with you on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to, to flesh out more of what Scripture talks about. Sure. So you get this place called Sheol in the Old Testament that seems to assume that it's the place where the dead go, regardless of whether they deserve eternal damnation or... Um, eternal salvation. It, it's the closest thing that I would think of as being a purgatory. Okay, I I always assumed Sheol was hell. So you're it saying- is. It is from the New Testament point of view. Okay. So when talking about hell, it's the place where uh, the dead go. The dead do not go to heaven. The living do. Mm-hmm. Okay. That might sound really strange to us because you have to die before you can go to heaven. Yep. But in heaven, people are not dead. They're, they're alive in Christ. Sure. So hell, we have the, the fire and the pitchforks. Yes. Right? So, so, yeah, you have different it's, images. In the, the biblical language for hell is, um, one, you have, you have the imagery of Hades, which mm-hmm. comes from the Greeks, mm-hmm. as the underworld. So you have this kind of, and that's what Sheol is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the, the place where the dead go. The hollow earth. But then you have the place of punishment, which in the New Testament has a couple different metaphors and names. Um, uh, Gehenna, mm-hmm. the burning place. Yep. Um, that's that's where um, um, and Tartarus. Uh, Tartarus is is hell. That's the place of punishment. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you have the fiery pit or the, the, the bottomless pit. You have the fiery lake. These are all imageries that speak of hell. So when we talk about hell in the New Testament, it's, it's grown more so than how Sheol is interpreted in the Old Testament. And the mm-hmm. New Testament interprets the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So that gives us a, a better sense of what it is. But there's always the dangerous nuance of Greek um, philosophy coming in and redefining what we mean by the afterlife of things that are speculative to us. It's not, I've never been to hell. All I know about hell is what the scriptures say about it and what Jesus says about it. And I know I don't want to go there. Yeah. Okay. But some of the assumptions that we make, like another one is that, you know, um, in hell you're separated from God. Mm -hmm. Well, you're separated from God's grace. You're not separated from God's wrath. I mean, God can very much be in hell just like any other place. The only difference is God isn't there for you. God is there against you. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot scarier. Because mm-hmm. it, it, hell has this whole sense of just unknown. But it's the place where uh, judgment will be laid upon the ungodly. Mm-hmm. Um, now, whether that means also that is hell a place where you go and and the fire is unquenchable and so you're... you're the, the person doomed to hell is incinerated out of existence, or is it an eternal punishment of an eternal fire that can't be quenched? Mm-hmm. Where you're, you're, you, your being, is eternally condemned to suffer. Yeah. What do you guys think? Oof. Again, this is speculation, so there's yeah, no wrong good. answer yeah. here. It's just yeah. that that's some of the stuff that comes out in the Bible that people wonder about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get these questions from from people. If if God loved everyone, why would He uh, um, condemn anyone? Condemn to them to uh, to uh, yeah eternal torture or whatever. Right. It may it may very well be that it's not that fire and pitchforks. You just don't have God's love there. Right. I, I think, but that'd idea- be pretty gross too. Well, and I think the idea of eternal torment comes from the parable that Jesus says about the rich man and Lazarus, Mm -hmm. which is a parable, keep in mind, and is not necessarily meant to be uh, literal Mm -hmm. as this is what hell looks like, this is what heaven looks like, and they can see each other. Sure. But it could be. I mean, I I don't know. Good place. Yeah, right? (laughs) The good place. (laughs) Have you watched that show? This is the bad place. (laughs) (laughs) A heaven that's just slightly off. This (laughs) is... Just I immediately off when she gets there and she calls on Janet and she's like, what's the bad place like? And then she just plays the sound. Yep. <laughs> I imagine that. And I'm just like, you can watch. <laughs> All right. So uh, he's correct. It's unlikely that, that Lazarus um, went to hell and suffered uh, for four days, partly because, um, you know, we talk about Jesus going to hell and suffering for three days for mm-hmm. everyone. So why would Lazarus mm-hmm. go and suffer? Um, so yes, it's most likely he did not go to hell. So what happened to Lazarus? Keep going. Would he have ascended it into heaven after four days? It would be tough to return to earth. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Out. (laughs) I've met people who've, who've not necessarily ascended into heaven, but ascended into a, a full assurance after death of God's presence and then returned. Yeah. And um, didn't want to return. Yeah. 
So imagine if you're if you're in that place in right. heaven, right? Um, so I, I when when he mentioned that, I, what I thought of is is uh, there was a TV show back in the day called uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't know if you guys have ever watched it. Yeah. There's an episode the where Sarah, Buffy... The Sarah Michelle Geller. Yes, yeah, and yeah. Buffy goes to heaven. And then they bring her... At the end of the... She dies at the end of one <laughs> season, and they use magic to bring her back, and she's just wrecked. Sure. Because, like, she was in heaven, and oh. now she's on earth, and she was just in heaven. I, so. wonder what, I wonder what happened to JR in that off season after he got shot. Yeah. But then that was just a dream, but... Yeah, it was just a dream, thankfully, but if, if it hadn't been... Yeah. Kind of, it's the same question. Right. So what else does he say? Uh, he says, he says, keep your phone unlocked so you can read this. <laughs> was his soul trapped in his body? Being familiar with trap, being with feeling trapped in an immovable body. Yeah. I can say it is a terrifying experience. Yeah. And if his soul did indeed remain in his body, is this where the Catholics get the idea of purgatory? Okay. So, when he first read that, so um, I when I was a kid, um, there was well, there's still a rock band. Metallica was was new I've when I was them. a kid, right? And they had this video. It was one of their first videos, and it it was it was like an old movie with this guy who's basically trapped in his own body, and he's yeah, that was, they have, that, that's from uh, Johnny Get Your Gun. Or, yeah, 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 have you ever seen that movie? Mm-hmm. I have not. Yeah, but. Yeah. But just the music with that, the that bot, him one. shaking and stuff, I was just like, this is terrifying. Yeah. Like, I couldn't watch that that music video. Yeah. Yeah, that's one was the name okay. of the, the that's song. When, when he said that, that's immediately what I thought of. And like, yeah, that is like a terrifying. Miserable. Um, yeah. Yep. So Martin Luther speaks a little bit about this um, and talked about this. Um, you know, again, this is all speculation. So Martin Luther said, well, what happens after a person dies before the second coming? They're in, they're in what Martin Luther coined the term uh, soul sleep. Okay. And that's where you're not in your body and you're not in heaven and you're not in hell and you're not in purgatory. Um, your soul is in a state of sleep. So you don't experience anything. Like when you're knocked out from uh, getting a surgery done. Yeah, right? Like like the anesthetic is kicked up to 10 mm-hmm. and you're just out yep. until until you're awake again. Yeah. Where you're located was never really a concern for Luther mm-hmm. um, because it was about God's grace. But that's how he thought about and talked about, you know, how do we understand the afterlife? Right. Uh, and the idea that, you know, Jesus says he'll be with me in paradise today. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Apostle Paul talked about the second coming, mm-hmm. the resurrection of the dead. Where, where is everybody? Who right. knows? Yeah. So that's another way to think of where is Lazarus during this time? Well, uh, if Luther's right, he could be experiencing soul sleep mm-hmm. for those four days. Okay. Of all the answers that I've given so far, the one that that I, I've already said it, I don't know if anyone caught it, and I'll I'll share it again at the end. But so, where did the idea of purgatory come from? We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Um, purgatory came as a solution for the Roman um, culture when it was conquered by the Franks, I believe, or the Visigoths. I can't keep my my German barbarian straight, but whoever ended up conquering Rome. Um, the Pope ended up saving Roman culture by converting the, I think it's the Franks, the Frankish king. 
And one of the big questions for the Franks was, well, what happened to our parents and our grandparents that didn't become Christian? Mm-hmm. Well, they've been waiting for you to come to faith to pray for them so that they would be released from purgatory, like the lobby area of heaven. Sure. So, and the idea, and, and, and the doctrine of, or the dogma, the teaching of purgatory progressed after that time to becoming a place where um, the uh, th- that Christians who um, have have engaged in venial sin, not mortal sin, but venial sin, need to have their sins burned out of them before they can enter into heaven. So yep. it is a place of suffering, but it's not it's not eternal like hell. It's uh, it's only for like a million years unless you have uh, done merit and earned grace by your by your works. Yeah. I think he had no idea that anything happened and it was like a second and the tomb was rolling open. That would be like soul sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I think. Did he say anything else? D- did he say anything yeah. else? No. Uh-uh, no. Okay, that was the end of the question? That was the end of the question. Unless he was playing solitaire with a deck of 51, he could have been doing that. He could have been, that's right. What do you guys think? It, I, <laughs> what, what I like about it is not, I, I do like the he stinketh, but I just picture him coming out like just like, what... I thought it was Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, what what, what's what been you, going on? What are you guys all it's staring like at? Mini coma. Just like. Yep. <laughs> I really like the idea of, I feel like soul sleep is the most logical, but also sometimes I think about it like, you know, in, uh, is it pirates three or four when Jack Sparrow goes to Davy's locker and he's just like surrounded by all white, like, what, wait, what, what's happening? And then oh, he yeah, like comes out of it. I'm, that's what I like picture and, it as. And, and do you know what Davy Jones locker is? Purgatory? Hell. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a term for hell, and it, Revelation speaks about where what holds the dead, hell, and the deep, and the mm. oceans. It talks about both of them. It's like why the oceans? Well, part of the ship, part of the crew. Davy Jones Locker. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, so the one that I'm that I am comforted by is kind of like when Jesus says, today you'll be with me in paradise. Mm-hmm. That what happened to Lazarus is that he didn't go to heaven, he didn't go to hell, but he was he was comforted and in God's presence, just like the individuals that I know who have died and told me what happened while they were dead, before mm-hmm. they came back to life, is that they had this complete peace of being in God's presence. I think it was like that. Now, now would he have experienced it as four days of 24-hour days? I don't know. But, you know, if you're in God's presence and you're at peace, well, what do you care? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All you right. And, and, and then, so Lazarus is just hanging out with God, and then, and then Jesus says, Lazarus, come out. And he's like, oh, man. What? I'll be back. <laughs> I guess. BRB. <laughs> save, well, save my seat. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I mean, the, uh, um, one lady specifically was told by God, you know, just it isn't your time. At least that's what she said to me. It's, it's not your time. Mm. She didn't want to come back, but she did. That's crazy. Well, there's there is then one. I just imagine them with like a checkboard, like a list, and they're like, mm, "You're not on today's Sorry. list." <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Back. What are you doing here? <laughs> Who do you know here? We don't have your appointment in town. That's right. <laughs> we uh, have would it be horrible if it was like going to the doctor's office and they're like, "Date of birth, yeah, <laughs> last name. Yeah. Do you still live on this street?" Your appointment. Been, your appointment's next week, dude. I've been going <laughs> like my dentist. <laughs> Oh, you're a week early. Um, no, I was a whole month early. Oh, oh nice. I'm just imagine oh, like yeah. you're sitting waiting, and then there's an angel in scrubs that just pops their head up. 
Dana? Is there a Dana? Okay, come on back. <laughs> I've, I've been going doing physical therapy every week and seeing a chiropractor every week. So two appointments every week at the same clinic. And every day, they, they, every time I go in there, they ask me the same questions. And I almost feel like, you know, I was just here. They asked me, have I uh, uh, had any COVID symptoms in the last two weeks? And I'm like, nope. And, you know, they're like, you go up there, uh, what's your birth date? This is what it is. What's your last name? This is my last name. What's your first name? This is my first name. Is this um, related to, is this an injury related to accident or work? Every At time. At that point, they should just yeah. know yeah. it's not workers' it, comp. It, it, it should this be is, on their checklist yeah. and they keep yeah. checking. It's this like, is the one perk of uh, working in a hospital is going in for the doctor. I have to do like a date. If I'm going to be in the office, I have to do a daily symptom checker. So now the front desk person just goes, did you do yours? Yep. All right, you're good to go. <laughs> well, that was the nice all. thing about my physical therapist. Like, after a while, she stopped asking me, like, who I was there for or anything. She's like, I got you checked in. And then I would just Thank sit down. You. Like, I eventually stopped going <laughs> to the desk even because she just. Well, what I would say no. is if you, if and when you get to heaven, when you get to heaven and that's what you hear, you actually <laughs> land in the good place. So, um, after you got karate chopped in the hallway, the next time you oh, went in. Oh, man. The next time you went in and they said, do you feel safe at home? How'd you answer? <laughs> I hesitated and they had to ask me twice. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Did we tell you guys that? You know that story. I, I don't, don't know, know the story. So um, I've been having neck pains for I like, missed it. For like, I, like, I saw it happen. Yeah. 20 yeah. minutes. It's glorious. It's, a, it's been official. Yeah. It's been officially 10 weeks today that I've okay. been dealing with a pinch nerve in my neck. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten much, much, much better. Um, but <laughs> Wednesdays are crazy around here. Yep. What? And I'm walking down the bit. hall. Not and my, at all. My daughter, my my lovely, sweet, fun-to-be-around daughter. <laughs> she was getting back at you for being the middle child, I yes. think, is what happened. Uh, Reese comes running up and karate chops me in the neck. Ooh. Actually, on the shoulder of the side of the neck where I have the pinched nerve. And it dropped me to my knees. He fell to it, the ground. I watched it happen. And, and I, I, it's, I, this might be my imagination, but I'm pretty sure I heard Ryan go, oh, <laughs> as I went down from behind. So it's kind of, I imagine that was probably like turned up to level 10. Like when you get a shot and somebody goes, oh, hey, and like accidentally taps yes. your arm. Oh, no. Oh. She, no, it wasn't a tap. She full and on. That's why I said turn to 10. She, oh. she cried, shot me, plus. and then realized what she did as soon as that happened because oh. she's like, I can't make my dad get hurt how did i do that and it's like oh no uh, yeah like, wait how did i manage to take you to the exactly <laughs> and that was kind of the shock on her part that down i went but yep <laughs> yeah that was it's all good oh. now it's all good now it's all good yeah <laughs> hope they'll get better someday yep okay okay Are we ready to move on do we answer the question <laughs> sure okay good yeah i think we did <laughs> all right good one down, a couple more to go. Vague okay. answers are also mm-hmm. still answers. Oh, good, yes. All right. Who, good question, who, bad answer. Do we want to read this one? In the high priestly prayer in John 17. Oh, yeah. Do we want to read it? Yeah, read it. Okay. John 17, verses 1 through 3, and then 4 through 26. Yes. All right. Are we doing a read around, or is one of us just taking it? So let's find John 3. This one's kind of important for you to, to look at it. John 17. To understand what's going on. So it's it's John 17. Yep. 
We didn't. Uh, we didn't let everybody know to grab their Bibles ahead of time. No, we didn't. We didn't. But they can. You can. You can pause this podcast right yeah, now and go can. grab yeah, your the, Bible. It's that we'll podcast. Wait. No, I'm sorry, not this podcast. <laughs> that podcast. Pause that podcast. <laughs> go grab your Bible. So the high priestly prayer. Do you guys want to do a read around? Sure. We're gonna read to verse five because uh, verses uh, four through twenty six is is kind of the. The main part that you want to catch is verses 1 through 5. Okay. Sounds good. Who's okay. starting? Uh, Sarah. I'll kick us off. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted his eyes to the heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that the son may glorify you. Since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. It. Oh, sorry. It. <laughs> it. <laughs> And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. Okay. So I hope you now listen to what he asks next, because this is gonna um, this is important to catch what what's just happened here. Yes. Why does Jesus talk in the third person in verses one through three and switches to the first person for verses four through twenty six? Yes. Did you catch that? Mm. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that the son may glorify you since you have given him authority. Him authority over all flesh, yeah. Yep. To whom you have given him. Right. That they know you. Do you ever ever talk to your friends about yourself in the third person? Like the rock? Like the rock. It's been a while. (laughs) If you smell what the rock. Yeah. Nope. But Jesus does here. I do not. You do not. Mm-mm. No, but that's what Jesus does here. Now, now the question is, why is he doing it? And because in verse four, then it's, uh, it, so he goes from, and this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work. Yeah. And on he goes. So there's two things going on. One is that this is a prayer. Okay. So Jesus is praying to God. And he's praying at the beginning that God's will be done as it's revealed in Scripture. Okay, so he's speaking of God's will in this third, this person promised, who is, uh, who is the son of, who is the son, mm-hmm. so that the son has come to glorify the Father. This is building on the message that is is expressed through chapters one through thirteen. John is the most theological in all of the gospels okay it's not like matthew or matthew mark or luke mark especially is just the facts jack i mean jesus is running all over the place in mark Mm -hmm. in john he talks in a way that is uh uh, gives us much of the theological understanding of why the messiah is necessary who the messiah is that it is uh, uh that the messiah is the son of god well, what does that mean to be the son of God? Jesus is, is making the point that he is the promised Messiah, the son of man, the son of God, all these titles. And that's what he's doing in the third person, except for one verse, which I find real interesting. Um, and it's tied to John 3.16. When you go to John 3.16 and you look at it, it looks like Jesus is saying it, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. However... 
The reason why is because of the flow of the verse. Verse 4 is the same way. It's Or verse 3 is the same way. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God. So the prayer is still going on. But just like John 3.16, there's the question, is Jesus the one speaking here? Or is it John, the author, speaking here, giving commentary? Sure. Okay. Now, what I think is really interesting about the high priestly prayer, the flow of it is that Jesus is praying all this. But you can look at verse 3, and it's almost as if you could stop with verse 2 of Jesus um, praying, because he gives, he lifts up this promise of the Son, and you could almost have this be commentary where it's not red-lettered. And what's happening here is that John, the author, is actually joining with Jesus in this prayer to God, that God's will would be done. And this is what the this is what the scriptures do to you, the reader. As you read it, you get caught up in this prayer, and Jesus' prayer becomes your prayer. Because in Jesus fulfilling what he's praying for here, he's praying for himself, he's praying for his disciples, and he's praying for the church and the world. And it's just prior to him going to the cross. Okay? So basically he's praying to God, let your will be done. And then he goes to the cross to fulfill it so that everything that's prayed here is true. Okay? So what you could have, I'm not saying this is the way it is, but what you could have is in that verse 3, the flow of the prayer, and because of the use of the, of the phrase Jesus Christ, because Jesus never talks about himself as Jesus Christ mm-hmm. anywhere. It's his disciples that speak of him that way because Christ is a title, right? It's not like... <laughs> yep, yep. First name Jesus, last name Christ. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it almost seems like it could be John, and it shouldn't be red-lettered. It should be the black lettering of coming from the author and then the parent- the, the, the quotation marks start up again. Mm. The reason why it's hard to tell is you're like, well, what's it say in the Greek? Greek doesn't have any of these. Mm. And Greek doesn't have spaces either. It's just all letters, baby, <laughs> just running across... And it's the context that allows you to figure out where these things end. Mm. When you look at chapter and verse, they don't have chapter and verse in Greek. This was added in English Bibles, I think in like, uh, not even English Bibles. I think it was added to Bibles like around the, after the Reformation. Mm -hmm. Like Luther didn't know John 3.16. He knew John 3 because they had broken it up into chapters at that point, but not into actual verses. Oh, okay. That's, That's editorial work coming from the editors. It's not something to worry about because it allows for an easier way to understand scripture. But there's sometimes these questions of speculation that don't really change what's being said, but makes you wonder like, why do you go from talking in the, you know, third person to the first person? What's that all about? Right. You following me? Mm-hmm. John three sixteen does the same thing. You can stop at John three fifteen and have John three sixteen be from John, the commentator, because it says for God, it's like it's explaining what Jesus has just said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Okay? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got it. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great question. I I had to do some deep digging on this one. That's good. Because I was wondering it myself. All right. Well, we've got, how much time do we have? At about 40 minutes. We're at 40 minutes. Do we want to tackle one more and then the, the, uh, or do we want to go straight to the last one? What do you want to do? Doesn't matter to me. I can make it real short if you just want like a yes or no answer. <laughs> you can do that too. <laughs> for, for this. I don't know if we're giving the TOG the respect he deserves if we <laughs> well, do no, that. No, no, no. We don't want to do that because 
We want him to keep sending I know questions because they're good questions. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. In the parable of the talents in Matthew, who does the banker represent? The common understanding about the parable is that the servants are believers sharing, or not, the word and blessings of God, but the banker doesn't ever seem to be mentioned. Yep. Because the banker is not even a character within the parable. The banker is simply an idea brought forth by the landowner to chastise the unfaithful servant. Um, It's like um, the banker doesn't represent anyone aside from the idea that, hey, you can put money in a bank and you get interest back from it. Um, But doesn't have any more significant meaning than that of of, why didn't you do something Mm -hmm. is basically what the, what the, Master is saying to the unfaithful servant, who's like, I know that you're a harsh man and you you reap where you didn't sow and you get stuff, you know, you squeeze, you squeeze, you know, you can squeeze a coal into a diamond and, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever other phrase you want to use. And so I was afraid. So I dug a hole and threw your money in there. Now you're back and here it is. And the point of the parable is to say that when you've been um, claimed by Christ, you are free, you are new. Why wouldn't you want to share that? that newness. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to share the good news of Jesus? Why wouldn't you want to tell them about yeah. it? I think it kind of like this is if you had the cure for cancer, you tell everybody, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you have the cure for death. Right. So why don't you want to tell anybody? Yeah. And so speaking of the banker was just simply to say at the very least, you could have tossed the money I gave you into the bank and there would have been some kind of a return, but you were too unfaithful. That's the issue. You were unfaithful to even do something as simple as that. Right. Okay. Yep. okay. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, well, that was that was Man, quick. Told you. Split. I, can, okay. I can go faster if I need to. <laughs> well. Okay. Um, do we? I mean, do we want the folks at home to pause for a second and collect themselves before we move on to this last one? Yeah. I almost. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Do we have a drum roll? Oh, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try. How about this? No. How about a drum roll? Okay. Hold Are on. we ready? We I always think of the handy dandy notebook right there. <laughs> okay. Why? Because it just reminds me of that that drum roll and then pow pow pow. Yeah. Okay. Blues clues. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> now, so um, we have already read three questions. One was from a previous email. This particular email had three questions. So now we are on the third one of that. So it's the last question you talked about earlier in the episode. Third, yes. Third and perhaps the most controversial. And he ain't just a whistling Dixie neither. No. This one's one's big time. This one's going to... Break families in half. Ryan, sometimes you talk like an old-timey prospector. (laughs) Like I imagine you in overalls with a pickaxe. Dag nabbit! (laughs) <laughs> By thunderation, what, <laughs> what is the correct way to make a s'more? S'more what? <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> oh, I didn't Thank do that you. one, Dana. I didn't do that one. Hey-o. Talking s'mores, you gotta talk sandlot. Thank you. Thank you. That is one of the best lines of any movie. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. me those small. kids those kids should have gotten an Oscar nod for that performance yeah. yep. when he's yeah. like, I can't have more. I haven't had anything. anything. <laughs> Just a look on the other kid's face. You're killing me, me smiles. Smiling. Yep. Pay attention. Oh, I love it. <laughs> 
All right, what is it? Let's go through it. I want to get it correct. Give me one second. What? Wait, wait, doesn't he? Oh, time out. Put that wait, away. Wait, 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 wait. You got to finish it, though, because he, well, doesn't he throw down the gauntlet and say well, there's he, only one he, correct he, answer? He, he does, but I was I was going to have everybody. Oh, answer first. Okay. Yeah, because there's only one correct answer uh, okay. accor according to the TOG. Okay. Fair enough. I follow. I, I can't believe that you did that. Well, I wanted to make sure I got it correct. If, well, I know the right way to do it. What if you were out in the wilderness at a campfire and you had no cell service? How would you make a smoke? <laughs> well, <laughs> I would know how to make it, and it would be me, like Tom Hanks with my Wilson rock going. It's a volleyball. Well, I'm in the wilderness. I don't have a cell phone. You think I have a volleyball? <laughs> well, <laughs> my spare he, volleyball? He had one on a deserted island. I don't know. <laughs> it was a movie, Ryan. <laughs> it's not real. Come on, Ryan, let's get real. <laughs> so in the words of a uh, Hamilton Ham Porter, mm -hmm. first you take a gram. Yeah. Then you stick the chocolate on the, on gram. the gram. Then you roast the mallow. And when the mallow's flaming, you stick it on the chocolate. Okay. Then you top it with another gram. Okay. And That's then you eat. And then you eat it. That's not what he said, though. What does he say? Then? I can't remember. He said something else. I think he said, and then you eat it. I don't think he says eat it, though. I don't think he says eat it. It's fine. I'll click into the full quote. I can't remember. And then while, she, while she's doing that, Dana, let's hear it. The perfect s'more? The, yeah, the correct way to make a s'more. Mm -hmm. Well, right now I'm debating graham crackers, but graham oh. cracker. Then you cover it with the other end. Oh, okay. That's the end. Okay. Okay. Reese's peanut butter cup. Roasted marshmallow. Mm. Graham cracker. Okay. Solid. Is there a graham cracker on the bottom too? Yes. Yeah, she just said that. Yeah. Oh, I, all I heard was the peanut butter cup. Oh, okay. No, I was that debating is, whether or not I wanted graham crackers. In artisanal s'mores, that is number one. Yes. I would agree wholeheartedly, and I've done the, I've done many experiments on this, quite a few. Um, that was a big thing for my kids when we were in North Carolina, we had a fire pit in the backyard, and we used it a lot because the weather was always nice, mm -hmm. and you could. Oh, isn't that nice? <laughs> At least for us, it was nice. It wasn't like an occasion. <laughs> so, you can have a fire pit and use it all the time. Yeah. Oh, nice. uh, <laughs> during the winter time, though, I found that... What winter? Exactly. When it would get to be about 50 degrees oh. in North Carolina, and you wanted that... So cool. You wanted that Christmassy feel, you'd go fire up the fire pit, uh -huh. and you'd have graham cracker... Uh -huh. And then like, uh, like a mint, a minty chocolate, mm. or like a like a peppermint. Sure, mm -hmm. like a chocolate. York. Yeah, usually like like um, Andy's mints, like the Olive Garden ones. Well, they're they're flat. And, yeah, and, but you um, we would get them at, um, gosh, this store that sold candies, and I'm blanking on its name now. But they looked like they looked like Hershey's kiss, uh, Hershey's chocolate, but they were they were peppermint shaped. Okay. Or they were peppermint flavored. Sure. Right? Mm -hmm. And then you would put, so it was a chocolate, like a chocolate peppermint mix. Mm -hmm. Then you would put your mallow on top of it, and then you'd put the other graham cracker. Sure. And huh. it tasted like Christmas. Mm -hmm. All right. Even though it was 50 degrees outside and there was green grass. <laughs> it's also really good if you take a tortilla and peanut butter, chocolate chips, marshmallows, fold it all up, wrapped in tinfoil. Put it in the fire. The outside gets crispy. The inside gets melty. It's delicious. But is it a s'more? No. <laughs> but okay. it's delicious. It's, okay. It's another if you're looking <laughs> like, for. Wait a minute. 
you're okay. looking for more artisanal campfire are we, are treats. We like, are we fully burning? Oh, yeah. I want a Dennis the Menace fling it at someone fire. <laughs> wow. Okay. I never liked my marshmallow, like, like blackened Either char. If it's, if it's crunchy, I don't want I think yeah. it's more the, I don't have patience. So the people who can stand there and perfectly golden it, you like good to for you. Stick it in the fire. <laughs> You're like, it. all right. I'll Perfect. know when it's done. Yep. What about you, Ryan? I'm not picky. You know me. <laughs> if I'll eat whatever is there. Now, if we were talking about barbecue, it's a whole different oh, thing. Yeah, There's time different. and effort that's put yeah. in. Oh, for sure. Yep. So you, you know, I don't, don't like have... I don't like making them. That's my thing. I'll I'll you know whatever you've got a Reese's peanut butter cup or a mint one or just a regular Hershey's as long as I don't have to make it. Do I'm... your kids like making s'mores? No. Okay. My dad also isn't, doesn't like making s'mores, but I feel like he used to always love to be like, you you should make me a s'more. Yeah. Like well, my sister I don't, like, I don't, all right. I don't say that because yeah, but uh, if somebody's making them. And they're saying you want one? Yeah, absolutely. You're down. What, what do you? Yeah. What do you think? So, so it doesn't matter to me. I, I like all the ideas, all the ideas you've given me. But I also like the TOG's idea, which, in his words, is the only right answer. There is only one right answer: graham cracker, mm-hmm. chunk of Hershey's chocolate, mm-hmm. peanut butter, what marshmallow, <laughs> graham cracker. So does that mean that Dana and I are right? For well, does, Dana probably is. Well, I said the peanut butter cup too, and then I put just said at Christmas we time. About it's a mint nice one. to have a mint one, chocolate mint one. <laughs> Try it sometime; it's delicious. <laughs> but I, I first said peanut butter cup. Yeah. So I, are we right? Well, I will need a ruling on this. I have a lot of questions. What though. kind of peanut butter? Yeah. What is kind it of graham cracker? Butter or is it? But is it chunky or is it smooth? Well, I this is why I should have asked him if this we could is my call other right. question. Is I already think like. S'mores are a mess. Yeah. You're eating a s'more, mm-hmm. you're hosing down before you go back inside, right? You've got marshmallow, <laughs> you've got chocolate, you've got crumbs all over. Yeah, it gets stringy. Yeah. yeah. You're going to put hot peanut butter on top of that, at least with the peanut butter cup, it's contained. You're right, going to yeah. You're going to take a butter knife of peanut butter. We already and have an ant trap. You're going to bring in <laughs> peanut butter as well? You know what though? He t- he named a brand of chocolate. He didn't just oh, yeah. say any chocolate. He said Hershey's chocolate. Yeah. So now I want to know: Are we talking? Are, are, are yes. these honey made graham crackers? Like what? What? What are we talking about? Are here? we going full oh, yeah. name brand? Are these or Stay Puff marshmallows? Are they Hershey's the big marshmallows? The little marshmallows? <laughs> you I mean, got, you you gotta have the 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 name brand graham crackers. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're gonna get a stale, soggy one. Yeah. Oh yeah, they just kind of yeah, crumble. It's also honey made. You know, it's honey and not like some random cinnamon one. Yeah, and a and I a mar- but a marshmallow is a marshmallow. Oh, I disagree, mm, sir. That is completely not true. Really? Mm-hmm. You got the itty yeah. bitty little marshmallows. You got well, the multicolored marshmallows. You have the normal size marshmallows, and then you have the s'mores size marshmallows. Sure. I, I what I meant was it didn't matter if it was brand name or not. Stay puff marshmallow man marshmallows. Does anybody else make them? Uh, I'm pretty sure that like if you go to some stores, they have their like essential everyday or whatever Hornbachers has. I feel like those kind of have a weird. I I don't want to say skin, but it's got a weird texture on the outside. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't eat them just plain. The only time I have them seriously is is on a s'more. Yeah. So I guess I wouldn't know. 
Well, we need a ruling on the call. All right. Uh, Maybe next from, week we just need to make s'mores. <laughs> We're well, gonna, that's a great idea. We have a couple of videos that we have to do, actually. In, remember when we, and you can still find this, we did right here in front of me is this oh. Dr. Pepper Cherry Zero Sugar. Remember when we did that video? We had... I, I watched that. Dana filmed the, all of it. You filmed that? Yeah, I wasn't here for that. Well, that I, was me. That was one of the first things I did. Oh, you knew it was weird right away then. Why did I think that was you? Well, it doesn't matter. Well, I just we, want to point out we that had a taste I, lo test. I, I love the ingenuity of you yeah. using the Dr. Pepper <laughs> I have a picture of this. We can to get To fix it your mic stand yeah. that keeps you falling down. Send that to me. I'll post it on the Facebook. Perfect. <laughs> Very nice, Ryan. Well, That fixes the earlier problem about your mic. So we did a taste test. Evidently, Dana filmed this and edited it. <laughs> yeah. Where uh, I don't know how... The senior pastor, Paul Cross, got a hold of an old Dr. Pepper cherry. I think uh, he diet, had them. Diet Dr. Pepper cherry. Yes. But the they, don't, they don't make that anymore. Correct. They went to the Dr. Pepper cherry zero sugar. And so he did a, a, a taste test, a blind taste test that we filmed. Mm -hmm. Maybe what we are to do is get a, uh, do a, a film a graham cracker, uh, a, a s'more video. And we also need to do a follow-up from last week's with sure. the with the jelly and whether or not it'll tear your bread. Oh, to that's right. We got a couple yeah. things. We got to yeah. do some science. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Science day, like when I like yeah, when I, I say, have you done any frozen? It's too no. warm now to do frozen things. Oh yeah, she yeah she no. freaked out about that too because no. I freeze dried <laughs> an egg out on the sidewalk one time. No. And it looked like there was pepper in it, but it was little tiny Just sand gravel. sand <laughs> sand pebbles. Ugh. <laughs> sure it tasted as good as it looked and we had the frozen pants in the tree outside mm -hmm. the apron yep the apron what else mm -hmm. uh, we, the banana hammer the, the banana hammer <laughs> you can find all of these if yep. you're ever curious about what they're talking about they're they're on the facebooks yep. somewhere yep. some so. of them might be on the instagram page mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah, caught probably. yourself i know you almost said the instagram <laughs> age <laughs> all right well this was productive again so we learned that, a lot this is that podcast or uh uh would you call it the the, the todd, todd that, episode. that todd that todd episode yep. that or that podcast so is that is <laughs> that todd cast i like that todd cast can you make me something to <laughs> slap over the top that todd cast that would be phenomenal you just title, title it that for that, po you, know, you know, that podcast, that podcast. Yeah, but it won't stand out. We got to have oh. the little red bar. You mean like oh. how I did with the, mm -hmm. okay. Yep. Yeah, yep. I can. <laughs> Todd, we I think I'm you, more man. concerned so that much. you said, like <laughs> I did that. Yep. And you just knew. Well, cause uh, uh, she did that for when we were, when we did the annual gathering. Oh yeah. The yeah, unofficial yeah. that. The, mm -hmm. the unofficial podcast. The stickers of the, thing that I did. Of, of the, the LCMC. Yep. Of the 2021 LCMC. It looked like a stamp that was like unofficial. <laughs> that's great. Yep. Okay. Well, that's it for us then. Mm -hmm. Unless anybody's got anything else. We need more questions now. You can, you can submit them to uh, atonement.live. Go to that podcast section of that. You can go to that podcast.net, our Facebook page. You can comment here in the comment section of this YouTube's video. Where else? They can email them. Mm -hmm. 
Text them. You can drop them off in the office. Sure you could. You could send a letter to 4601 South University Drive. You know what we don't get much of? Carrier pigeons. That's (laughs) true. That's true. Uh, It's kind of cold here most of the time, though, for carrier pigeons. Although now, you probably could send. Yep. So Send something. Mm -hmm. Tell you to send it to Amazon, but we want to make sure we get it. Um, (laughs) Do beef with Amazon delivery packages right now? Well, there's just have, we've had some issues here of late. Okay. There's packages all around this building at every door you can imagine. <laughs> I'm working well, on we've a got, sign, we've man. Got, do we have 12 or, 12 or 13 doors? 14 doors. 14. 14 doors. 15 if you count the weird one that's just on the side of the building. Oh. The it doesn't story. have a number. Well, the, the <laughs> they door, might try to find a way to put it up the there. The door that leads nowhere. The, yep. the door to nowhere. That reminds me of the Winchester uh, mansion. That's, oh, yeah. There's, there's a door like that. But there is a purpose for that door. If you're listening and you know what we're talking about, that door is there because it needed to be there to move um, equipment that makes our heat work yes. upstairs. Easily had to, had to build a portable opening. Yes. I only know that because someone told me. Hmm. Yep. So there is a reason that that door is there. We should put a little patio out there. Yeah. Cool I want to know why that door is like still allowed to open. Well, because they need to get. The, actually, it was open not long ago because they had to do something in there. It's supposed to be sealed at all times until they need to move stuff in. Mm-hmm. Move stuff in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting. Speaking of going through doors, what is with the? Uh, uh, I know, I know, we're wrapping it up, but I've, I've just been wondering about this. What is with the, just, um, fascination with the roof of this church? What is that all about, yeah, Ryan? Ryan what's hmm. Does Gail listen to this? I don't think so. <laughs> I was. Who was okay. I telling this to? Oh, I said, I said, why, why can't we go on the roof? I said because Gail would fire me. Yeah, I've said that. Well, I've said that to your then, children. Was, and then it was, who's Gail? I'm like, oh, you know who Gail is. Yeah, I. She's in charge. So I'm incriminating I've myself told here now. Your children, I value my job, mm-hmm. so no. I will pull the Gail line quick. I, I'm. I am incriminating myself here, and I understand this, and it is what it is at this point. I have created a monster that I have no control over now. Mm-hmm. We went on the roof. <laughs> Poor Dana lost her keys up there the first time she was ever up there. I like to go on the roof. It's just nice. I like to go up there and hang out. This is something between you around. and Lisa, wasn't it? Like she'd never been up there and she wanted some place so, to watch the sunset. Well, the, that, no, that came later. Okay. Ryan, though, also used to be the, like, oh, I can't really get this picture. I can't really get that. Go on the roof. Yeah. Yep. You need to shoot a video? What if I'm on the roof? There's been a lot yep. of roof videos. Yeah, there. yeah, there have been. So That's I, why we have a drone. <laughs> I like I like to go up there. And so, and yes, there was the time that, I don't remember why we were all up there one time. Because I think that's Lisa was talking about. She wanted to go on her roof. And then Brad oh, went a letter. And then you're right. like, go up there. And then Paul was there. And Paul's like, let's all go. Yeah, so we all went up on the roof. Well, where I created this beast that I have no control over anymore was I made the mistake this past Confirmation Sunday. I took a group of friends up to the roof to take pictures up there mm. on Confirmation, all dressed oh, in their, that's right. in their with, suits. With parents' permission, I might with, add. With, well, with parents' there, permission. There was at least one parent up there besides myself because my child was up there as well. Um, they were it, really dressed up pretty sharp. They, oh, they were. They, it was uh, hard to say no to them. They were dressed to the nines. But they were up on the roof and got some really cool pictures from up there. Um, but now they, it's it's evidently. It's it, become an obsession. And now mm-hmm. one feels left out. Well. 
The other one feels left out. This is a part of a part of life. It's your fault. Get used to disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where the obsession with the roof came from. I take a hundred percent blame for this. And Um, now it's like spread. If all of a sudden, now all of them. If all of a sudden there was an episode one fourteen, and then episode one fourteen disappears, it's because I saw the writing on the wall and got rid of it (laughs) (laughs) or if it comes back up but you just don't hear us say goodbye (laughs) i will say i feel like we should probably add this in that it started for responsibility sake because i feel like it started that one winter that we got way too much snow and everybody was having the roofs cave in yeah yeah so people were blow up there staff went up there and were shoveling we had a snowblower up there yeah and we had a the former uh senior high youth director yep. noticed that there was a drift that unfortunately went on to university, but he looked at it and said, I could sled off this. Twice. I could sled oh, off the roof and be, t- this would be so much fun. And that's yeah. where Gail's famous line that workman's comp does not cover stupidity <laughs> comes from in relation to the roof. Yep. So also I feel like the day we all went up there as like a field trip. Gail was not here. She was not. Nope, because it wouldn't have happened otherwise. But then you lost your keys all night long. And they, you they were keys? up there, right? So they yeah, were, yeah, the yeah, next they day were we in, went back up there and they were there. So they were in my pocket. And at some point, I think I was, I had either jumped over something or I was just jumping around and they must have fallen out of my pocket and I didn't realize it. I went back up there by myself, couldn't find them, left, like went home and was like, Whatever, I'll find them eventually. Oh, so this is just your like your office key. You, yeah. re- you had your your car keys and stuff. Yeah, so I had my car keys because I don't keep them together for okay. this reason. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> then I had to come. And then the next day, I was like, I can't find them. Like they're not at home and they're not in my office. They have to be on the roof. Yep, they were. And then I was like, but I've already been up there, so they like I don't know what happened to them. And then Ryan's like, they're right there. Yeah, yeah, cool. they were just, they were just laying I'm right glad there. that is, I looked. It so has never hard. been confirmed though if Ryan had them and just uh, dropped them. Yeah, that's right. I just yeah, picture Ryan walking up go. and just tossing them out. Oh, no, there they are. They're right there. Well, looky, looky. <laughs> <laughs> There's keys here. Nope, I nope. That I I will not take credit for because I didn't do that. But all right, it, I digress. I'm sorry for yeah, pushing this there. Yeah, it's, it's all right, but uh, you know if the pink slip is there. This is your baby from now on. I don't think they do those anymore, Ryan. (laughs) Once again, old-timey prospector. (laughs) Say a prayer. All right. (laughs) Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together to laugh and to ask questions and to speculate and to answer questions. And Lord, I pray that everybody listening to this, no matter their question, knows that they can turn to you and can find answers in you and in their faith in you. And Lord, I just pray that everybody listening to this would be blessed and that you will carry them through for the end of their week. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. You can find us all over the place. If you want live services, you can join us Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 1030 a.m. at 4601 South University Drive in Fargo or online at atonement.live, atonementfargo.org, or on YouTube where you can find all of our past episodes and other fun tomfoolery and shenanigans that we have there. We also have a Facebook page you could check out, an Atonement Facebook page or that podcast Facebook page. 
And um, that's it. That's all I got. Thank you for joining us. For Sarah DeYoung, Pastor DJ Laura, and Dana Mashevsky. I am the old-time prospector. Join <laughs> us next time for another riveting episode of That Podcast. 